You are listening to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 54. weeks into the new year and we've all set some goals. We've had a few podcasts about goal setting and dreaming big and unlimited thinking and all those things. And this week got me to thinking about that and how many people give up on their new year's resolutions and goals and why exactly does that happen? So as I was thinking about that and doing some research on it, I got to thinking about boredom. And I think that is one of the main reasons a lot of us give up on our goals and the things that we resolve to do in the new year. So I thought today we would talk about that and talk about why boredom happens and why it's important to embrace boredom and expect boredom and how we can continue beyond that in order to achieve our goals. So the first thing I did was I researched how long does the average New Year's resolution last until people give it up. And I found an article from 2018, so it's pretty recent, where they did some research through the app Strava, which if you don't know what that is, it's an app on your phone that tracks your bicycling and your running and your walking. I use it a lot when I'm biking in the summer. It's kind of like a GPS for your bicycle or your running. It keeps track of where you've been and how long you've been going and your pace and those kind of things. But anyway, they did this research, this company that runs Strava, and they found out that on their app, for the athletes that have put in goals and New Year's resolutions, that Saturday, January 12th, is the day that most people's New Year's resolutions fall off. 12 days. That's not even two weeks. Come on. That's crazy. So when I read that, I was like, oh boy, we really need to think about this because we've got to hang on longer than January 12th. Come on, people. If we're setting goals, we've got to be able to get to that point where we can push through and get to that successful end and that successful goal. Now, this Strava study was done on 31.5 million people, and it was reported that 80% of that 31.5 million actually gave up, not necessarily on January 12th, but actually gave up on their New Year's resolutions or their New Year's goals. And so a key factor in being successful is hanging on to motivation and having a reason to push forward to a goal. And most people, when they find that their motivation is waning, will begin to quit. So around 80% fail to keep their New Year's resolutions And only 8% of people said that they actually achieved their goals. And a lot of those were health-related because the study was done by a company that does exercise and health. 
But a lot of times the goals will fail before they even get started because people set them with unrealistic expectations. And so if we account for the unrealistic expectations, the percentage is probably not quite that high, but it's still very, very high. So why is it that the statistics are so poor? Why do people not follow through on these resolutions and goals? That's why the concept of boredom came up for me, because I think a lot of times we become bored with the daily routine of trying to tackle a goal. So in the interest of New Year's resolutions, goal setting, and unlimited or possibility thinking, I thought we needed to talk about the concept of boredom and how successful people have to deal with boredom. So let's think about this. When we first start on a journey to any goal, it's a passion for us. When I wanted to go to vet school, I was passionate about it. I had dreams about how great it was going to be. I was super motivated to do well in school so I could get into college. And then I was super motivated to do well in college and get my hours in at veterinary hospitals and get all the experience that I could because I was passionate about becoming a veterinarian. And when we're very passionate about something, at the beginning, it's super easy. It's easy to talk about it. It's easy to plan for it. It's easy to to work towards it. But in reality, getting to become a veterinarian or getting to be a veterinarian is a really long, hard struggle. Because not only do you have to do well in high school, but then you have to do well in your pre-veterinary program or your bachelor's degree or whatever it took you to get there. And let's face it, that isn't always fun. You've got to take gen ed courses. You've got to take a foreign language in my course, which to me was super challenging and I wasn't passionate about it. And so at times it was really stressful and it was kind of dreadful. And then on top of that was boring to me because I wasn't super interested in it. And we have to take math classes and we have to take all these things that we're not interested in at all. And we get to sit through, I remember I had in undergrad this history class and I think it was American history, but I don't even remember because the professor that I had at Michigan State, and I hope he's no longer around, he probably isn't, no offense to him, but he was the most boring, ridiculously dull professor that I had ever endured. And I still remember him because his class was so painful. And I had it at like one o'clock in the afternoon, like twice a week. Um, and every week I swear I was falling asleep. It was excruciatingly boring. Now, had I quit that class or even all the other classes that I had to take in order to get my bachelor's degree to get into veterinary school, I would not have become a veterinarian. So my passion for becoming a veterinarian had to endure a lot of boredom. And I'm telling you, this guy was a snooze fest. So having a passion for something doesn't always lead to success. A lot of times boredom comes in 
and your capacity to embrace boredom and overcome boredom is part of the success journey. So let's take another example. Let's say you are a marathon runner, or let's say you're not a marathon runner, but you want to become a marathon runner. Now, I can't speak to this personally because I've never run a marathon, but I did one time decide to walk the breast cancer three-day, which was a lot of walking, like a heck of a lot of walking. And so it was similar to a marathon in the training steps that I had to take to get ready for it. But let's say you want to run a marathon. We'll use that as an example. And you have to work up to it. So in six months, you're going to run a marathon. And those of you that are marathon runners out there can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm kind of relating it back to the three-day. There were specific days that I should walk. So you'll have specific days that you should run and specific distances that you need to run each day, a program of running, in order to become ready for that marathon. So if you're super passionate about running a marathon, you're not just going to wake up one day, throw on your tennis shoes, and go out and run a 26.2-mile marathon. It's just not going to happen. You're going to have to train for it. And so I looked up, how long do you have to train for a marathon? And what I read was, is that it takes from 12 to 20 weeks for somebody to train for a marathon. And they talk about getting your weekly mileage up to 50 miles over four months. And they also talk about three to five runs a week. So 12 to 20 weeks. And I would argue that if I was going to run a marathon, it would take a lot more than that. I think when I did the breast cancer three-day, I trained for about three, probably four months and at a pretty good pace. I walked a lot of miles. And believe me, it's super boring. All that training gets really, really boring. And it's definitely a mind game to stay in it and to continue to train. And so my point about that is, is it's a passion for you to actually perform the event or run the marathon, but the the training that leads up to it gets very, very tedious and very, very boring. And so the concept of embracing Boredom is something that we really have to think about because if you don't embrace the boredom of those training runs or you don't embrace the boredom of the classroom work that you're going to have to do to get to your degree, then you are going to quit and you are going to fail. So many times we talk about passion and motivation and excitement moving us towards and to our goals, but actually it's the ability to deal with the boring day-to-day tasks it takes to become a success and to create a goal. So goal setting and goal achieving is going to take perseverance more than excitement and passion. It's going to take the ability to deal with the day-to-day mundane tasks that lead to success. Now, I read another story about Warren Buffett, who, as you probably know, is a very, very, very rich person. And he's known for his ability to invest, and he's known for his 
ability to know the stock market, raise money, and increase wealth. The story about Warren Buffett goes like this. When he was 19 years old, and that was in 1949, he read a book called Security Analysis, and the book was written by Benjamin Graham. And Warren Buffett talks about this book being so important to his success. So when he read the book for the first time, he decided that he would not make another investment until he understood every detail of this particular book. So he decided to read it over and over again, and he ended up reading it 12 times before he allowed himself to get back in to the investment market. He had been working on buying stocks before he was 19. Um, This particular article says he started buying stocks when he was 11, which I find super fascinating. But when he was 19, he read this book 12 times, and he did not make an investment the whole time he was reading this book because what he really wanted to do is understand this book in order to help him learn how to invest better. And I'm sure reading that book um, 12 times over was super, super boring for him. But because he wanted to embrace the concepts in that book, he decided to read it 12 times. So how boring would that be? And that title of that book even sounds boring, but look how successful it made him because he was able to endure the boredom of reading that book over and over and over again. So the point of all these stories are, is that success involves boredom. Success is a repetitive habit that you have to get into. You have to get used to taking moves over and over and over again in order to create some sort of success in order to reach your goals. And successful people are good at embracing this boredom that comes along with these repetitive steps. So as an example of something that's super repetitive, and this happened to me a lot in owning my own practice, when I first bought my hospital, everything was super challenging. I was learning so much. I was learning how to do payroll and I was learning how to do sales tax and I was learning how to do accounting because I had only taken one accounting class when I was in school. I had to take CE about different time types of HR things. And so the beginning of my owning a veterinary practice was very challenging and very exciting and I was very passionate about it. However, As the months and years go by, these tasks have a tendency to become repetitive because you have to do payroll every two weeks. You have to do sales tax once a month and submit it to the state that you own your practice in. You have to have reviews for your employees. You end up hiring new employees and firing employees. And sometimes those day-to-day-to-day things become super boring and, and just tedious. But in order to be the owner of a successful business, those are the things that you have to pursue. Those are the things that you have to do. Whether you're bored or not, you still have to pay your payroll taxes, pay your sales taxes, And on top of that, do it correctly. So you have to pay attention. You have to concentrate when you're paying your bills. 
There are so many times when I was sitting on my computer paying bills for the business, and sometimes I'd have 30 bills to pay because if you've ever run a large practice, there are a ton of bills that need to be paid every month. And because I wanted to make sure that they were done correctly, I always did them myself. I wanted to make sure that I knew where my money was going. And so every two weeks, I would sit down and pay bills. It may have only taken me an hour to do those 30 bills because I got very quick at it. It was still very tedious and very boring to me, especially because I'm not the kind of person that likes to sit at a computer and punch in numbers. But I had to embrace doing it in order to have a successful practice, in order to know where my money was going. So what you have to do in whatever business you've chosen or whatever profession that you're in, be it veterinary medicine or some other profession, you have to embrace the boring moments in order to reach the success. And in my case, it was successful hospital, growing hospital, and then financial success as well. Because in order to have a thriving business, you have to manage your finances. And that is not what I'm passionate about. I am not passionate about that part of it at all, except for the fact that I wanted to be a success. And so I had to embrace my own passion towards the successful business and channel that into the boredom of bill paying and paying my taxes and figuring out the sales tax and those kind of things. So in order to become a successful business person, you have to become successful at overcoming your own boredom. So today, as I do some days, I get sucked into the Facebook drama. And I was reading about a veterinarian that had only been out of school, I think it was three years. And this veterinarian was already really bored with their job. They were talking about how seeing clients every day is super boring. And I see the same cases time in and time out. It's not very challenging to me because I only see an unusual case once a week. And they were kind of wah, wah, poor me crying about their profession and that they were bored with it and they didn't love it anymore and they were lost and wondering what to do. Well, this made me so sad because I thought, well, what other profession are you going to go into where every single day is challenging and learning and growing? That is going to be a very, very, very rare profession. I just can't think of any profession off the top of my head where every single day is exciting and new, unless perhaps you're on the front lines in the military and you're constantly getting shot at, or maybe a police officer and a fireman, but even they have many, many, many hours of downtime where they're just writing up reports or waiting for the next fire alarm to go off. So this veterinarian that was complaining about our job being boring was heartbreaking to me. And that is one of the reasons that I 
decided to do this podcast because I thought, how could it not be boring? You know, at least when you're doing vaccines every day, at least the dog looks different or the cat looks different, or you might find something different on your physical exam, or the person might say something different to you. And I find that is sometimes the most exciting thing is what is the client going to say to me? What are they going to do? Are they going to show me their scars? Are they going to tell me something super, super personal about their life? Because that is part of the excitement of our job and that's what keeps it from being boring. So how can it be totally boring? I just don't understand that. So if I could say something to this person, which I think they posted anonymously, so I probably couldn't, but my message to this person would be, look, embrace the boredom. That is part of getting better as a veterinarian. That is part of your success journey because you're not going to be able to move forward in any profession unless you can allow yourself at times to be bored. And that's even true in your personal life. Who likes to wash dishes every day? That's boring. Who likes to clean their toilets? That's boring. But if you don't do it, you're not going to be successful. You're going to have a house full of dirty dishes. You're going to have a toilet full of slime and disease because you don't clean it. So there has to be boredom in life in order to bring success. Let's talk about ways that we can overcome the boredom. Let's talk about ways to teach our brain to be okay with it, to understand that it's necessary. Because I think that this per- this Facebook person that wanted to quit veterinary medicine because they were bored could l- use some of these lessons and could use a lesson in embracing boredom. So the first way that I would think that we need to overcome this boredom mentality is to go back to your why or your purpose. Because if you don't understand what the end goal is, if you don't understand why you're doing the day-to-day tasks that you're doing, like in my case, paying the bills, if you don't understand that at a really gut level, you're not going to be able to remember the purpose that you have in creating this business or creating this profession for yourself, and you're going to lose your passion. And it's okay not to be excited every step of the way, as long as you know that there is an end game, as long as you know that you're working towards a purpose. And if you can remember that the boring times lead to the end game or lead to the goal, and the reason that you're doing the boring things is because you have a purpose, then that's going to help you retain your passion. So if you can go back to your why, why you chose this profession, why you thought you would love it, why you did love it when you first started doing it, because sometimes it's a time thing. We, we love it for the first two years and then all of a sudden we hate it. Why did you love it in the beginning? And that's where your true passion is going to be. Another way that you can over- overcome this boredom part of your goals or a the boredom part of your journey is to try to enjoy the process. So when I was walking, training to do the breast cancer three day, or when a marathon runner is running, what we try to do to overcome that training boredom is we listen to music. I used to wear my little earplugs on my Walkman or whatever it was back then. I don't think I had an iPhone yet. And I used to play my favorite songs and they were songs that I could walk to so it felt like dancing. So I could walk to the beat because I am a dancer. I used to be in the marching band. I love 
moving my feet to a beat. And so that's how I would overcome the boredom. I would play music. And that's what a lot of marathoners do. They play music. They listen to podcasts. They take something that is boring and a boring part of the journey and they add some passion to it. And so if you can fall in love or create excitement around the actual training or the boring part of the process, then you're going to be able to endure it better. So try to figure out a way to actually enjoy it. In my bill paying example, when I used to pay bills for the hospital, a lot of times I would try to race myself. So I would say, okay, I have 20 bills and I think I can do less them in less than 10 minutes. I'd give myself half a minute for each bill. And then I would set the timer on my phone and I would race myself. And so instead of being bored, I would actually create a game out of it, out of it in order to challenge myself or overcome my own brain and the boredom causing me to want to quit and not pay the bills or not do the taxes or something like that. So if you can create a game around it or put music to it or something like that in order to redirect your brain to enjoy the journey as much as you enjoy the destination, that is going to help you overcome the boredom. The other thing that you can do is try to do or schedule the really tedious, nasty things first thing in your day. Many times with our mind, We are sharper in the morning or we're sharper late morning before lunch. Pick a time in the day when your brain is at its best and take those boring tasks and put them in the time frame where you feel most motivated and you're least likely to be bored. So when you do your scheduling for the steps that you need to take to create that goal, or you need to learn something about creating your goal, write that into your calendar at the time of the day that you're most focused and most likely to be sharp and fresh. And then if you're anything like me, you can't sit still for a really long length of time. In fact, when I'm doing the podcast, sometimes I even have a hard time sitting, even though it's 30 minutes to an hour of recording. I really have a tough time. So if you're like me and you have a hard time sitting still, create yourself some breaks in your schedule. So what I mean by that, if you have a 60-minute task that you need to get done in order to move towards your goal, schedule yourself a 10-minute break in the middle of that 60 minutes. So set your timer for 30 minutes, work, 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 very focused work, and then have a 10-minute break where you can stretch or walk around the house or eat a snack or whatever it is to refocus your mind and get away from that boredom and then sit back down and do the next 30 minutes or hour or whatever your brain can handle. And so scheduling breaks into your work will help you to overcome the boredom that's going to make you want to quit. But make sure it's actually scheduled as a break and that you're certain to come back to what you were doing. Because if you're anything like me, sometimes I'd sit down to do bills, I'd schedule myself a break, and then I would get sucked into the vortex of the practice and never come back to do the bills. And then four hours later, they'd still be sitting on the desk and I'd say, oh, I forgot to finish those bills because I got sidetracked. And that is just my brain trying to avoid the boredom. And I know my brain. My brain is easily bored. 
and it can be very scattered. And so in order for me to focus long-term, I have to really trick my brain into staying focused and staying on task and not becoming bored. So the last thing I want to say about embracing boredom is think of it as an opportunity because when you're bored, it oftentimes means that you aren't challenging yourself and that is that concept of the comfort zone and if you stay in your comfort zone, you're not growing. And so if you find yourself being bored over and over and over again with the same tasks, first of all, stay on those tasks if you understand where the end game is leading you. But second of all, use it as an opportunity to show yourself that you need to start growing a little bit more. Because if most of your tasks are boring, then you're you're probably at the level that you understand how to do all these tasks. And maybe it's telling you that you need to move on to something more uncomfortable and something more challenging. So in my case with the bill paying, the boring part of that bill paying for me may have been to hand that bill paying over to my manager. So she could do it because I obviously had mastered it. So I could do that and then challenge myself to do something that I didn't know how to do or spend my time doing something that was more challenging. So if you can recognize boredom as possibly the signal that you're giving yourself that you may not be challenging yourself to the highest level, then boredom is going to help push you forward and push you out of your comfort zone into your growth zone. So if you have a goal that's very big and scary and you reach those levels of boredom, look at that area and see if there's a next step for you that's going to be more challenging. Now, sometimes you just have to embrace the boredom and stay there. There's no way out. Just like when you're going to school, sometimes you have to sit in that boring history class and listen to that teacher while you snooze half the class away because that's part of the journey. But there are instances where that boredom is your brain signal telling you that you're getting too comfortable and that you're not as productive as you should be. Watch that and don't let boredom cause you to quit what you're doing, but use boredom as a vehicle to push you forward into challenging yourself more. So you're not going to be stuck and you're not going to move backwards and for sure you're not going to quit because of boredom. So my lesson today is that boredom is normal. Boredom is part of the journey. It shouldn't be an end to your success. It shouldn't be the thing that causes you to quit something. You shouldn't change jobs like the person on Facebook that wants to change jobs because veterinary medicine is so boring. It should be something that launches you into scheduling better, getting better work habits, pushing yourself to take more risk, and forcing yourself into newer and better opportunities. And you get to decide whether you want to be bored or not, because really, truly, boredom and your brain's message to you that you're bored comes from your thoughts, like everything else. And so boredom is a choice in your brain, and you get to decide whether you want to embrace boredom or whether you want to let it beat you. 
And so I would encourage you to embrace it. I would encourage you to recognize it when it's there. And I would encourage you to push through it because that's the only way that you're going to hang on to your New Year's resolutions. It's the only way you're going to hang on to your goals. And it's the only way that you're going to become a success in anything that you do. Because practice is repetitious and repetition can be boring. However, practice makes perfect and practice is the road to success. So let's all embrace some boredom this week. Let's all remember that our New Year's resolutions and our goals are important. And we don't want to be in that 80% of the people that don't make it. We want to be one of those rare people that makes it to the end of our goals. So thank you so much for listening to me today. I just love being here. I love talking to you on the podcast. If you need any help, reach out to me. If you have any suggestions for the podcast, please send them to me. You can reach me by email at jacapeldvm.com or you can leave a comment after the podcast in the notes. You can find me on Facebook. I have the Veterinary Life with Julie Capel Facebook page you can reach me on or go to my website and sign up for my weekly words. I would love to hear from you. I'm so happy that you're here listening today. I hope to continue to bring you good information and I hope that you have a beautiful week. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.